Content warning. This episode features detailed and in-depth discussions about food and food textures. Thank you and enjoy the show. Business, restaurants, pitches, that's what we're here to do today on Restaurants 3, colon, King Shark Tank. Hello, everyone. Sorry for the very sweaty intro. Um, welcome back. We have assembled once again uh, myself, Lainey Ennis, and Cena Bowles to talk about restaurants. And this time, we're doing some pitches. Hello, how are you? Love your intros every single time. Like, truly oh. delights me. <laughs> They're so good. They're so, I'm doing grand. They're so sweaty. They're so hastily. <laughs> Sometimes... If you're not doing it hastily, what's the point? It should be well, a little sweaty. Sometimes, once I pick a topic, I immediately know what the intro is going to be, and that's one of the first bits I come up with. Um, some future episodes, I already have bits already decided on, but other times, it's ten minutes before we start recording, and you can't find what they say in the normal Shark Tank episodes, and you have to hastily write something up, and then you just get business. You are a wordsmith. I write things. I have written things for the stage, for audio. And yet this is what happens when you just let me let me loose. It's beautiful. Today we're pitching things. We're pitching things. And I have rehearsed Not these baseballs. pitches. <laughs> Say that again? <laughs> Say that again? I said not baseballs because Lainey said we're pitching things. That's really good. Sorry, this is so. <laughs> if, if there's one thing I'm gonna do, I'm gonna make a baseball reference. Well, speaking of making obvious puns and obvious references, we have you, Cena, to thank for the name of this episode, King Shark Tank. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm nothing if not a pun master. Pun master. Oh, true. I will take going, that title. Going for the... In my retrospect, I did not think of this, and I, and it seems painfully obvious now that we've been using it for this episode. So thank you for giving us the greatest name that we have been able to use for one of these. I think we need to use my Photoshop when we promote this episode. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> the Cena made a lot of visual aid. Cena made a Photoshop. Of the sharks from Shark Tank, 
but it's just King Shark hastily pasted over Mark Cuban. And that's who we're pitching to today. Yeah, we're pitching Shark to... Shark Cuban. <laughs> Great. Now, if if you had said this earlier, I would have hired someone to come on and play Shark Cuban. Fuck. I'm sorry, everyone. This is on me. I'll take that L. Speaking of visual aids, though, um, you can find said visual aids um, over on all our social media channels. I'll be posting links to those the day the episode drops because we're, we made PowerPoints and we are all very happy with them. And I think you need to see them. In the case of mine, you need to see them to understand what I've created. We can do our best to describe audio, but you need to see these. Perfect. I'll go first. Let me share my screen real quick. I'm so excited for these. I've been been getting cryptic images. Cryptic (laughs) images. All right. Welcome to Restaurant Pitches by Jackson Heyman, age 23. Um, Do you want to describe for the listeners what you're seeing? I will. It is a blue (laughs) background, very like how I would describe like business chic. There's a lot of circles and like ombre. And then there's also an image of Booster Gold, a very rectangular image. And he's giving a little thumbs up and it says stonks. (laughs) Everything is in Comic Sans. Yes, it's all in Comic Sans. All right. Very Kawanga over the eye in pitches. Um, you didn't see that. I'm sorry? <laughs> you didn't see that. <laughs> I am an eagle-eyed viewer, okay? <laughs> you didn't see, see it. You didn't see that. <laughs> you didn't see that. <laughs> all right. Without further ado. Garfield has lasagna. Dagwood has big funny sandwiches. And Dilbert has the Dilburrito. What do all of these have in common? They are comic strip characters with a licensed food product. Now, obviously, there is one comic strip character that is just as iconic as the three of them that that this presentation is missing. Charlie Brown, everyone's favorite baseball-headed, sad little Minnesotan boy, deserves his own food. And what better to for a signature food from a signaturely Minnesotan character than a classic regional Minnesotan delicacy? But you may then ask, what are what are Minnesotan regional delicacies? Well, I have a couple here. And now I will open the floor up for discussion. This is an affront to, I think, me personally. So I, you, you're, you're hitting me with Midwest food for which, this little which, boy. Which one is screaming? Which, which one is, is the most striking to you right now? What the fuck am I looking at in the middle with all the cheese? Oh, that's tater tot hot dish. I'm sorry? I was wondering if that was hot dish. Tater what the tots? hell is a hot dish? It's like a it's casserole. But it, it, it's just what it sounds like. 
it's like cheese, some sort of potato, tater tot sort of thing. And then some like gravy, mushroom, veggie mixture. And it's served like piping hot. Okay. What's the lard? Is that oh, you're talking about lutefisk? Okay, clearly I'm very uninformed on Midwestern <laughs> food, and both of I, you are far I, more I, aware than me. I, I know the juicy Fargo Lucy. For two years. <laughs> so, <laughs> two years I was in Fargo, so I have a brief smattering of knowledge. So, lutefisk is basically fish in chemicals. <laughs> That's the best I can do. It's gel- it's gelatinized fish. Usually some sort of white fish. It's a classic Scandinavian delicacy. Um, I hate it. I've never had it, but I hate it. I just hate the idea of it. Do you think pizza fish had it as a topping? Oh my yes. god, pizza fish. Next question. Pizza fish. <laughs> and lutefisk is usually paired with lefsa, which are these um, Scandinavian... Um, you can consider them Scandinavian crepes, Scandinavian tortillas, very classic, like, flattened, rolled dough. And then, up atop, everyone's favorite Ikea staple, Swedish meatballs. Banger. Love Swedish meatballs. I fuck with Swedish meatballs and a Juicy Lucy any day yeah, of the week. The, the Juicy Lucy down at the bottom there. So I was having a lot of trouble deciding which of these foods... Would Charlie Brown be the best relate would relate to the most? Which is these which of these foods is iconic for Charles no middle name known Brown? And I thought, why not just pick one? Why don't we combine all five of these dishes? Introducing the Charlie Brown Good Grief Minnesota Classic Juicy Lucy. I'm... (laughs) Are you familiar with The Hague? (laughs) (laughs) I do think this qualifies as a war crime. 100%. This is... I feel like I'm going to throw up. This is so gross. Oh my god, there's so much happening here. Talk me through, like, how would you prepare this? You personally. I want you to walk me through how we make this. Me yes, personally? You, yes, you personally. <laughs> yeah, you pitched it. Um, um. Are we still working with R&D to try and figure out, like, what the <laughs> schematics are going to look like? We are in the blue skying phase. We have not practically tested the validity of this dish just yet. However, stuffing a traditional beef patty with Swedish meatballs and lutefisk, um, serving that on a bun made of lefsa on a bed of tater tot hot dish. Okay, so here's the thing. If this <laughs> becomes the most streamed episode of like recommended reading, I'll find a way to make this. Oh no. That's my promise to you viewers. No, no, you you can't make that promise. I will. Thing. Take out the lutefisk. The rest of this could be doable. Yeah, no, absolutely. That's you've got thing. meat products like 
meatball. Like, it's a lot of meat products. It's got the hot it's... dish, you've got the actual burger, you've got the Swedish meatballs. But then the Lefsy is just carbs. Like yeah. It's a very, like, meat and carb-heavy dish. And then Lutefisk is also there. <laughs> Unfortunately. What I'd I like to... Lainey, go ahead. I was going to say, I'd like to think that the Lucy is also Lucy from Charlie Brown. But continue. Lucy's oh. Juicy Lucy? Yeah. Oh no. Um, what I liked about this... I invest this... in Lainey's pitch. <laughs> do you want to yes and? Do you want to Do you want pl- to add more? Or do you want to invest? No, I'm just money all in on Lainey's pitch and Lucy's Juicy Lucy. That's okay. Just... I get it. I love it. I get it. No, I get it too. What I like about this image of the Juicy Lucy that I picked specifically um, is that it's a cross-section and therefore I was able to easily photoshop in um the lutefisk and the swedish meatballs but also where i have placed charlie brown in this image it looks like he is standing at the far edge of a canyon just staring into oblivion yeah he's looking at god <laughs> i saw the... not present when this image was made <laughs> i saw the face of god and this is what it looks like this is like Eldrick. Like this is like fully like Cthulhu task. This is unknowable horrors. <laughs> I have created an Eldritch horror Midwestern comfort food. Yeah, that is what you have pitched with us today. So what investment would you like? I am looking for a hundred dollars to buy uh, yeah. Uh, I'm just I'm just looking for a hundred dollars. <laughs> nothing else that's I'm, it I, I came here today i came here today for a hundred dollars and i give you this in exchange sharks i'll be honest i'm just a little strapped for cash till payday a hundred dollars would really help you know that's i nice. really i see that i love the innovation i love where your head is where your heart is however I prefer to not have a heart attack, and I don't know if we can, like, FDA legally get this on That's shelves. True. That's true. We can't. This So, this unfortunately, is... I'm out. Any any restaurant that serves this would get a D health rating. Like, there should be a health inspector involved. The more I look you know? at it, the more I feel, like, a deep, like, personal discomfort. Speaking of It's a discomfort food. A discomfort food? Yeah. You know what this reminds me of? Are either of you familiar with the Nasty Patty? Yes. This is very Nasty Patty adjacent. Very Spongebob puts the health inspector in the back of a trunk ass burger. (laughs) Oh my god, that's exactly what this is. Alright. I'm gonna screen. Um, Lainey, it's your time. I'm so excited to share. Ah, there we go. Oh my god. Oh no. Oh no. (laughs) Hello, sharks. Today (laughs) I'm here to talk to you about Cat Fay, a cat cafe. Let's talk pussy. So the concept is a cat-themed restaurant around various cats and heroes in the Marvel Universe. Damn, I did not proofread this. Okay, so I first want to start by giving a shout out to some DC chopping block faves. Ones who could have been on here, but were not because of time and because I wanted to hone in on Marvel. 
Halle Berry specifically? Yeah, a Halle Berry specifically Catwoman. So some options oh. for her. I was thinking like uh, Cat Fay Olay, you know, something to that effect. Um, Tigris, of course, a fave of mine personally, which we would have a tea gris. So I'm pitching various foods that would go along at this theme. Um, and then also this guy. Um, so there's all sorts of cats in the universes. So let's start with some Marvel. One, Felicia Hardy, classic black cat. Here's some pitches for potential dishes. So my concept is like, sure, there's cats at the cafe, like a cat cafe, but sometimes it's the heroes too, and they're hanging out or villains in this case, um, or maybe anti-heroes, depending on what way you want to look at them. Um, so Felicia Hardy, we got Felicia's frappe. We got some hearty handhelds. I'm thinking like a sandwich of sorts or the the black cat coffee. Um, Those are some options that we have. I'm going to be going through various heroes today and what I would assign with them. So if you have any other ideas that you think would be, you know, better per each character, feel free to chime in. If you have any for Felicia here. Is the black cat coffee, is is the black cat coffee just black coffee? Correct. Good. (laughs) That's all of it. That's all you need. Yeah, exactly. But it's like Felicia Hardy themed. I love that. Thank you. Question. Yeah. Do the mugs have little cat ears? Yes. Thank you. Next question. Um, anyways, we'll, we'll go on to the next. Black Panther, King T'Challa. So we have the T'Challa, and it's a chai tea. Um, we also will have the Parsley Panther Pastry. I'm thinking like it's like a really savory, flaky pastry dish or the blackberry muffins, which is like a black panther. They're like it's shaped like a black panther. So it has like little eyes and little whiskers and ears and shit made with blackberries. That's fucking adorable. Isn't it cute? Why in promotion for Wakanda Forever did they not do this at the fucking Disney parks? Because they're stupid and need to hire me. Next question. There we go. Anyway, um, any other, any, any critiques, any things I should do to change this? You have a, you have a very good variety of flavors so far. Thank you. It's going to get worse. Oh no. We have Sabretooth. We have the Sabretooth Sabra hummus. Now we're going to try and get a promotional deal with Sabra. We can't guarantee it. Um, the saw brevet tooth where it's like a brevet coffee, right? This one also really good. Avogato, I can't say this, Avogatooth, or also Avogato, because that's what it's called, but Gato is in, like, cat. Um, Those are some pretty strong options we have off the bat. Um, Again, I cannot promise any sort of promotional connection, but, like, what are they going to do if I do it anyway? Be mad. So you could pull what um, Planet Hollywood did, where they had the Captain Crunch chicken tenders for the longest time. But then the sponsorship lapsed, and now it's just cereal-coated chicken tenders. That's exactly it. That's exactly what we're going to do. And we're going to do it before we get the, um, the <laughs> partnership to launch. Before the, deal, before the deal's even out. Precisely. I have a potential bundle that you could do with the affogato, or affogatooth, but the affogato. Uh is you get the affogato, but then you also get an avocado toast, but it's <gasps> avocado toast, and you buy them together, and it's a bundle deal. You are so smart. This is why I came to you I, with these I, ideas. I will say, 
having Victor Creel as a spokesperson for Avocado Toast um, might be a bit difficult because he seems like the most Gen X would put down millennials for eating too much avocado toast type person. That's probably why his avocado toast, then we could afford housing. Well, he's also vegan, so I think it would work out okay. Yeah, that's not okay. true. Sorry, that's not factually <laughs> true at all. Just pretty accept that. <laughs> Sorry, I like to lie. Um, <laughs> you really think people will just do that? Just go on the internet and tell lies? I do it every day. Um, this is really good. I really like the avocado toast. I think that's a really good duo. Um, number four. We have Hellcat, Patsy Walker. Now, these ones I'm not very proud of. We have the Frap Patsy. Um, Think like a Frappe of sorts. But I don't like, now that I'm looking at it, Frap Patsy has like one of the worst mouthfeels of a food I could imagine. Um, Hellcat Fe So it's like Cafe Ole. So cat, co- like coffee with milk, but it's Hellcat. Um, and then I think like with that one specifically, it's kind of like a latte situation where you can do like latte art and it's Hellcat. Um, Love that. and then this one is like a pastel, but like it's a patzel. It's like patsy, but pastel is, it was a real stretch. I was trying to get three for each and I was really struggling with this one. Um, but yes, this is, this is Miss, Miss Walker, a personal favorite of mine. This is incredible. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. I'm looking at this compared to my presentations and the effort that was put into them is is so much greater. That's so untrue. This is just shout out to my best friend Canva who has pre-made um sub things. This was originally actually a presentation like the format was one for like adopting old cats. Um so I thought it was fitting. Oh my god. <laughs> Okay, we got Tigra, Greer Grant, who honestly a little bit of a girl boss. Here nor there, we have the Greer Grant green tea. So I wanted to call it Greer tea, but I wasn't sure if, like, you'd get it. So that's what we have there. I truly have no fucking clue what I was trying to write on this second bullet. Ristre Tigra. Like, Ristretto, I think, is really what I was trying to go for, which is honestly a real flex and a real push. I'm not really confident on that one. I'm really at a loss here. Um, so we have green. We can work with maybe a Greer salad. Uh, but Tigra. Tigrande. I don't know. I'm, 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 this is a soundboard. You can get it Tigrande. There you go. Is it... So do, so do we do we commit to the naming to these different naming conventions that Starbucks does for their sizes? I think we have to, right? I think we'll get sued if as long as we say it's like dumb cat cafe. Um, you know, right? Like pull the full pull the full uh Nathan for you and just steal it verbatim via parody. Yeah. Well, here's yeah. the thing though. Hold on. Here's the thing. As previously established, there is Starbucks in Marvel. Oh my <sighs> god. This could be a subsidiary. Oh, so true. So true. Also, the bar sucks, but that was a whole rant I went on earlier. Anyways, I, listen to our previous episode. Real. Earlier meaning almost a year ago at this point. Stop. Oh my god. 
Anyway, this is my Tigra concept. So I guess we're going with Tigrande for all the sizes. Yes. There's no other fun puns. It's tall, Tigrande, and then Venti. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, number six in the final, the final cat. We got White Tiger, a deep cut with Angela Del Toro. We have the flat white tiger. It'd be a flat white, real nice. We got the, oh my God. We have the white Tayaki, which was a real push, but we're going to try and go with it. And then uh, Angela Del Dopio. I thought Toro and Dopio sounded similar, apparently, when I made this. Um, that's, that's what we're going with here. I am taking critiques. This all to say, sharks, I really would love something. <laughs> the meow. So that is my pitch Little for lines you. Being drawn because they look like whiskers. Yeah. It's Did very cat like. I was feeling I'm, feline. I'm in. Oh my god, thanks. Thanks, I, guys. I oh, thanks, sharks. <laughs> Exquisite. Let me stop sharing. Incredible. All right, my turn. I apologize for this next one, everyone. This one came to me in a fever dream. Travis Scott, Saweetie, BTS, Booster Gold. What do they all have in common? Drafted into the Korean military. Oh no! If we make jokes about BTS and the stands find this episode, what does that mean? It means we've made it, okay? That's true. <laughs> well, if you guessed tie-in tie McDonald's meals, you were right. Holy shit! <laughs> I feel that of all comic book characters, Booster Gold would be the first and probably the only to sell out to McDonald's and create a branded meal. Oh but his, a bit more, his is a bit more unique. While Travis Scott, Saweetie, BTS, these other celebrities have created meals with specific um, edits to classic McDonald's menu items, Booster Gold does something different. Sharks, I present the Booster Gold meal. Time traveling through McDonald's past. This is a four-course prefix um, meal where you are allowed to choose various menu items from various stages of McDonald's history. So That's we'll, so sick. We will start with the appetizer. There are four different options. You have the McSoup which is um, obviously the McDonald's soup. You have the McStuffins, which are the McDonald's equivalent of Hot Pockets. You have the McDonald's chicken fajitas. And you have the McSalad shakers. Any, any questions? All of these sound so sauce right now. Like, I guess I'm starving. I just ate. That sounds... The McStuffin? Exquisite. Also, talk to me about the McSoup. What type of soup is this? This looks... This appears to be... I see carrots. And I see white disc. 
but I'm not sure what those white discs are. I feel like it is a play on like a chicken and dumpling soup in some way. Or just a traditional ve- vegetable soup. I, you know, you, you're right, actually. This is like a really Midwestern delicacy uh, carrot and white disc soup. Um, <laughs> continues, my bad. Um, I will actually. It could, it could be like parsnips. Okay. Oh. Yeah. That's that's what my thought is, is it looks like they just chopped up a carrot and some parsnip. Before we continue, um, Sharks, if you would like to choose which appetizer from the Booster Gold meal that you would pick for your McDonald's order. I'm going to go with the chicken fajita myself, because that... Here's the thing. It has in the picture the picante sauce, which is unironically one of my favorite things to get for mcdonald's and put on so because they they have it as they have the breakfast burritos but i'll ask if i get fries because then i can put it on the fries and it's fantastic excellent Ooh. choice good pick i'm gonna go mcstuffin because i fuck with a hot pocket that it and this one appears to be like a shredded beef and cheddar hot pocket so exquisite do you think right. there's any connection to doc mcstuffins so, yeah. funny you should say that. Nepotism, baby. <laughs> funny you should say that. <laughs> when you Google McStuffins, the McDonald's menu item doesn't come up first. Which makes sense. And yeah, it, it makes sense. But when you are making this on your lunch break at work <laughs> and need to get it done as fast as possible, it's a bit of Rolling. a hindrance. <laughs> through pages of Doc McStuffins. Looking for McDonald's. <laughs> oh, God. Alright, now, on to the entree. This course um, offers five selections that you can choose from. We have the McLobster, the McPizza, the Jason Alexander branded McDLT, which if you've seen that commercial keeps the hot side hot and the cool side cool. We have the Grand Mac, which is just big big mac. And finally, the mixed spaghetti. Any thoughts? That's the most pathetic weaselly spaghetti I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. I want 3. It looks so bad. It looks I terrible. Really house that down though is the thing. Like, I just went to Jollibee yesterday, and one of their big things is that you get spaghetti there, and yeah. I love Jollibee spaghetti. But I know that wouldn't be anywhere near as good. I that, still house that. That, that, that was that was <laughs> my thought. Like one gulp. <laughs> we have seen examples of fast food, fast casual spaghetti work. It yeah. can be done. This does not look good. The fact that it's in what they use for uh, the McNuggets as a container is honestly one of the most upsetting things about this image. Yeah. I'm very... It might be worse if they did it in one of the burger containers, now that I say that. But this is still upsetting to the eyes. Yeah. A McFlurry cup. What'd you just say? Put it in a McFlurry cup. (laughs) No. Um, I'd like to discuss real quick because I can mm-hmm. read upside down and backwards. Um, the label on top of the mixed spaghetti box, uh, oh, just the spaghetti. 
But it's split up, so it says mixpa and then get down at the bottom. There's no I. Oh, no. Or no, 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 it is. It's just slightly curved. Never mind. But either way, it still says mixpa. Go down a level. Getty. Getty. (laughs) Images. I'm very partial to the McLobster myself, but that's because I really do appreciate a good lobster roll. Although, McDonald's doing seafood does not always work. Yeah. I'll but be I feel ordering like that would be uh, locational. Like, that's got to be more of a New England thing. It has to be. I don't think so. I think there's too good of lobster rolls over there. This is how they're reaching middle America. This is in, like, Wyoming. Where this is you what... wouldn't get lobster fresh. Precisely. This is, like, places that shouldn't have lobster. How do... Question for the group. How much do we think the McDonald's McLobster costs? Because being from the Midwest, I go and will order a lobster roll sometimes, and it's, like, $20 for the sandwich alone. I don't think it's real lobster. I think it's like imitation crab and they're saying it's lobster and oh. it's like eight bucks. But it does say 100% Atlantic lobster. I don't believe that, but it does say that. People go on the internet and tell lies. We've no- we know this. <laughs> Should we talk about the pizza? I... It looks good. It looks it good. It does, and all I can think of is the Krusty Krab pizza. It does look like... Uh, oh all I can think of is the Krusty Krab pizza. Oh is the pizza for you and me. So true. This definitely seems like... Just advertising alone, this seems like a relic of the 1980s. 100%. Oh, absolutely. Are those full tomato slices on the pizza? Yes. Or they're pepperoni. I feel maybe they're big pepperonis, but that the one on the left side of the pizza does look more like a tomato. Yeah, I can't tell if that's the cheese. I know. Yeah. But then also, why is there cheese on top of that? (laughs) You put on a little extra on top. You have the mozzarella foundation, and then you have like the Asiago blend as the top. (laughs) I used to work in a pizza shop. Like like McDonald's is going to have an Asiago. It's artisanal. (laughs) This is also my space to rant about the McDLT because let's let's just look at what are we seeing here. Your hot's on one side and your cold's on the other. Yeah. Why is the cheese not on the hot side? Is not the point of having a cheeseburger to have the cheese be melted? Oh my god! Why is the cheese with the vegetables? Why are the why are the tomatoes under the cheese? I I don't so I'm torn because on the one hand, as someone who does have like aversions to certain textures, yeah, and has like, like a pedantry for how you stack a burger, mm-hmm. I can appreciate this. Yeah, but the cheese should be on the burger; it should not be with the veggies. And, like, this way you can easily remove certain stuff if you do not want to eat it. Exactly. But the cheese, it, it looks like a craft single from the, from, <laughs> like, 
all we can see is the corner of it, but it looks like a craft single. It could have been. It very well could have been. Gross. And then the Grand Mac is just a bigger Big Mac, and I just thought that was funny. I like that too. I like that. I think that the Big Mac isn't big enough. We should make it bigger. We should keep Even pushing bigger. the envelope. Even the grander Mac. Further, the grandest Mac. The venti Mac. <laughs> uh, Brenta is. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh uh, also, real quick, just off the Grand Mac because they had it for a while and then they took it off the menu was the uh-huh. Junior Mac where it was just a single patty for a Big Mac. Oh, that's right. Which I appreciated because I'm like, I can't always do two patties. That's a lot of meat. That's oh. a lot of meat. Oh, okay. So from when I'm looking at this image of the Grand Mac, they are like Angus beef patties. They're not like McDonald's burger patties. They are like good, like I, I hesitate to say good, but better, <laughs> better beef Grand patties. Reason. All right, sharks. Which entree would you pick? I've got to go spaghetti. I originally thought spaghetti, but now I think I'm going to go pizza. McDonald's, Italian restaurant. Who knew? <laughs> From the McDonald family. <laughs> <laughs> That was me trying to overcompensate in an audio uh, medium with hand gestures that you can't see. (laughs) That was really bad. I watched White Lotus. I can't do this. (laughs) Um, Okay. And next is our side dish. Um, I got a little creative with sides here. So some of them could be considered entrees on their own. But I, I know people who may get like a smaller McDonald's entree item as a side itself. Like these would be things you could see on the dollar menu, I think. So the side dishes, you have the onion nuggets, the fish McBites, the mighty wings, and the McHot dog. Question. Uh Uh-huh. Are the mighty wings bone in or bone out? Uh, They are bone in. Okay, follow-up question. The hot dog. Is it bone-in or bone-out? <laughs> uh, fun fact about the McHot Dog, I have a picture of when they were selling it. Actually, I had two different pictures, uh, because in 2009, uh, they had it in Japan. Did you have one? Uh, I, I didn't eat one, because okay. uh, it, it was when we were in Tokyo, though, and uh, me and the kids of the tour group... Um, we went to just kind of like explore around the city and um, we'd passed by a McDonald's and we had gone in, but I had only gotten an ice cream, which was uh, green tea and fantastic. Um, but I saw the signs for the McCott dog and I really wanted to try it and I didn't. <laughs> to answer your previous question, Lainey, I, I believe the answer is no. <laughs> to bone in or bone out, the answer is no bone. That is a boneless hot dog, as I prefer. Uh, well, then fuck that. That changes things. Like, mouthfeel thought of a hot dog with a bone in it. Oh, That's no. really upsetting me. Why do it's hot like dogs a vertebrae. have a bone in it? It's, well, it's such a soft meat once you get past the skin. <laughs> that to think about then biting into something hard is really upsetting me. 
I think it's multiple bones. I think it's like a vertebrae. <laughs> oh. Do we have to put in a content warning for like descriptions of food texture at the top of this episode? We probably should. <laughs> we, just, yeah. we probably should. Because <laughs> I'm oh like, like, just for me personally, I can say that and I'm fine, but at the same time, I'm someone who like hearing even descriptions of stuff can like really upset my like system if that makes sense i'm so sorry so no trust me it's fine (laughs) i just it's the fact that i can imagine it's like sensory wise it's what's throwing me speaking of sensory on the onion nug are we talking is this like an onion ring or is this like a layer of onion and you have to peel so i believe it is onion like a piece of onion battered and fried i love america that's i can't because i can't remember yeah because like and the sizes of them i can't remember if it was like just like a you know piece of like a ring of an onion or if it was like a wedge like a little wedge of an onion because some of them are bigger than others yeah they look like and they're so misshapen that's also what makes me think of like it was a little like wedge of a couple rings yeah Mm -hmm. that's weird I, I would try those. those I'd I try them. I'd rings. absolutely try them. Like onion rings are wonderful. I'd give it a whirl. Yeah. Get the okay, onion nuggets, get some honey mustard. Yeah. Ooh. Something I'd like to circle back to on the hot dog image. Yeah. Um, there is a premium roast coffee next <laughs> to it. And I'm really into the idea of someone waking up in the morning, pouring themselves a cup of joe, and then getting to the town on a hot dog from McDonald's. Okay. I <laughs> Because I believe the McHot Dog was specific to Japan, um, that may tie in with uh, when I was there, one of the hotels that we stayed at had, uh, you know, continental breakfast. Um, One of the things that they served besides a lot of like Japanese, you know, breakfast foods and stuff was uh, French fries because they associated Americans eat French fries and would eat that at breakfast, which not necessarily too terribly far of a stretch considering like hash browns or home fries like we do eat a dish with fry in the name like home fries or breakfast so i feel that maybe on the same line of thinking as they were like well americans this could be a breakfast dish for them or they eat sausages for breakfast yeah i i I can see the train of thought i don't necessarily prescribe to it if we see where they got from you know a to b if we are if we are going off of this as like a intended breakfast dish what what is so it's ketchup and then what is the other stuff relish is it like is it like a standard pickle relish do you think or cuz i'm not sure cuz it could be like a mustard mixed relish cuz it's very yellow and i remember it's, when i first saw really it i thought yellow. it was scrambled eggs it looked like popcorn to me at first could be like a pineapple relish. Ooh, that'd be zesty. That would be really good. And now I have to go find my Japan trip folder so I can show you guys the pictures I have of the sign. Oh my god. What's up with the fish? Yeah, we've been really avoiding that one. We've been avoiding the fish. <laughs> it's like goldfish. Those are not right? at all. You want to say that again? <laughs> Yeah, it's like goldfish, a, sn- a snack that smiles back. <laughs> I don't want that. Actual fish. 
the fish the snap bite. that smiles back cod oh. <laughs> oh my god i'm really ruining this i'm so sorry everyone i hope no one's eating while listening to this you don't eat when you're listening to this episode oh my god i found my pictures you Hold found on. your pictures share 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 i have two share. So this was just of the sign because we were passing by it, but there was the McHot Dog Classic uh, for 190 yen or two for 330. Then there was a 200%. Um, give me one second. I can actually translate that. Anyways, it was Your called beef? McHot Dog Mega Sausage. Um, I'm no, pretty not- sure that, the, that that is the exact same image that I have in my presentation here. Yes, I think it is. <laughs> Holy but- shit. Mine cuts out the coffee, but I do like that the McHot so- the the McHot dog mega sausage is like way bigger than the bun itself. <laughs> oh my god! It says it's two hundred percent tasty. So Wait. true. It is two hundred percent tasty. Oh my god! I'm, I'm glad. I'm yes. It's two hundred percent tasty. Oh god! I was just I'm staring at it. and I'm like, no, it's not. It's not talking about meat because it's in uh, katakana. Oh my god, that's so funny. That's pretty good. That's pretty rich. Sharks. What? Which of these sides would you pick? I've got to go McHot Dog. I I didn't get the chance to try it before. I'm gonna go all in on it. Yeah. I'm going to go the bone in wing. All right, not the bone in hot dog. Nah, <laughs> not the vertebrae hot dog. Oh. <laughs> Horrifying. And finally, we have our dessert. Now, unfortunately, I could only find two options, and one of them I wouldn't even consider a dessert. But bear with me. We have the McDonald's fruit and walnut bowl and the strawberry shortcake McFlurry. That- Fucked so much. That was so good. You, so, so you, you've had you had it. Yes. Okay. It Could is you... so good. Okay. Do you ever have the fruit and walnut bowl? Because this just looks sad. I know the apples look really sad. It looks like something you get at a low quality continental breakfast. I sorry. This just unlocked a memory for me. Okay. When you said you could find only two. McDonald's used to do birthday cakes. What? When I lived in Alaska, I have distinct memories of, as a kid, of, like, we would do birthdays at McDonald's because we had nothing in my island because it was Kodiak. Um, but we would do birthdays at McDonald's and there was, like, a separate little, like, place that you could rent out for parties for McDonald's. And they would do birthday cakes. And if, I just Googled it just to make sure I'm not, like, losing my mind, because that happens a lot. Um, and sure enough, on McDonald's official website, uh, they do have the Ronald birthday cake white. Oh, that's a McDonald birthday cake. So, think yeah. memories of this that I just remembered. <laughs> juggling something on this cake. What is he juggling? Maybe fries? They might it be looks fried. like a p- bowling pins. Oh, I think they're presents. 
Oh, I look at the bigger picture. They look like wrapped square presents. That Aww. makes sense. Although, what am I? What's the dip on the the fruit and nut mix? I think it's just yogurt. Okay. Okay. <laughs> you know, I do like. I do. I back in the day when I was a kid, I loved the parfait. That went crazy, and so yes. you know, I'm willing to give the the, the yogurt and nut a chance. I have to go with the McFlurry because I'm allergic to uh, two thirds of the. Uh, That's right. Nuts and yogurt. <laughs> kind of based. Um, I'm also <laughs> thoroughly lactose intolerant. Um, but I think I'm gonna go with the fruit combo. Again, we don't need to talk about the the McStuffin or the pizza. That's a problem for me in the future. I'm gonna pop a lactate and it's gonna be chill. <laughs> it's gonna be fine. Well, thank you, sharks. For this one, are you in? I'm in. This is such a good idea. I There are so many times I'll think about stuff that McDonald's used to have that I get really sad about. Uh, I went to Canada uh, a couple years back and the Dallas airport, because I had to do a, like a layover there, um, had snack wraps, which have been discontinued across. I forgot about the McDonald's. snack wraps. Snack wraps were the fucking best. Crispy chicken, ranch snack wrap. I loved those things. I bought like tons. Those are so good. I was just waiting in the airport for my flight, and I'm like, I'm I'm just gonna just stuff these in my bag and send it. Oh my god! All right, Cena, would you like to do your first one? <laughs> yes. Uh, let me share my screen. Screen. Oh. Oh. <gasps> Whoa. Oh. The graphic design. <laughs> the drop okay. shadow. Restaurants <gasps> three. Three restaurants, three <laughs> furious. The restauranting. Holy shit. Fast food. What do we love about it? It's fast. It's fresh. And it's hot. Um... <laughs> Quick, yes. quick rebuttal. Yes. Points, points two and three. Um, yes. Maybe not always correct. Not the points. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> but sharks, how can we make fast food better? Two words. Freezer section. Okay. 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 I'm talking. Oh no! Duck bucket. Let's fucking go! In your freezer aisle. I wish I could give the emotional bottle what I'm feeling right now and sell it on shelves. I've never been more engaged in a presentation in my life. My serotonin levels have just shot up. may or may not fund a secret government organization, but don't worry about that. Precedents? Sure. Okay. White Castle cheeseburgers. Arby's curly fries. Correct. Pecker's rally season fries. You can buy all of these in the store in your freezer aisle. Why not Duck Bucket? Oh my god. 
Any questions? <laughs> that was so efficient. That was so visually stimulating. Oh my god. This is exquisite. So, walk me through this. Is it like a bucket that's frozen like an ice cream like gallon kind of situation um and there's like the the duck in it or is it more like a bag of duck bucket and like howard the duck is there and you like put it in the oven at 450 i have a couple different ideas and i think that they all could work so one is the frozen bucket iconic Mm -hmm. you know what you're getting you open it up you pour it all onto a sheet pan put it in the oven you're done dinner in minutes next option let's go after drumstick why should drumstick just be ice cream why can't drumstick be a duck drumstick oh my god i'm talking individually wrapped duck drumsticks okay talk to me about supply chain where are we sourcing the duck don't worry about it i don't like that but i love it (laughs) They're a farm. Uh, it is a Shield branded farm. Thank um, you very much. Okay. Not okay. the Shield farm. <laughs> Sending your duck to go up to the Shield farm in heaven. It's free range. Oh no! I think that this idea really has legs. So why like not duck legs? Duck buckets so true i'm in i'm fully in wow the panache (laughs) holy shit that's really good why do you need three when you have two that knock it out of the park my god and was this the one that you said you put more effort into your second one yes (laughs) what technically i don't think that one will be as visually stunning but the like, thing that I'm referencing in it is funnier to me. Okay. Okay. But. You know, I'm I'm glad we've... This is such a full circle moment. We never need to do one of these ever again, but we absolutely will. <laughs> Don't True. Or... Oh my god. Is it me? It's yes. you. Let's get it. Wait, no, I almost streamed Ronald McDonald. Um. <laughs> this one. All right. Sharks. <laughs> You're familiar with Dollywood. Theme park of the century. The gem of a mountain range that I've already forgotten. It is. An iconic piece of just overall theme park. Now, my question for you, advance, please, is what can we do to advance DC to the next level? And that is Harley Quinn. She has the star power. She is someone who could pull in people, pull in lines, pull in everything. Because of how generally charismatic she is, in the same way Dolly Parton is charismatic. Now, the main downfall with Dollywood is that they are not buying into the aesthetic of Dolly Parton enough. It is Americana. It is, 
you know, there are rides where it's like an elephant or like a wolf or like some animal of some short sort. It's actually not an elephant. It's all like regional animals and beasts and shit. I think that we can elevate this and brand this better with Hollywood and Dollywood and better more than everything, Harleywood. So I think Harley Quinn has the aesthetic that we're going for. Please advance. She slays in every medium, okay? She is good in comics, in film, in animation, in everything you name. She was started off as a joke character, a bit character, who has come to be a staple of the DC universe as a whole. And I think that she just simply has the backbone to put together a park. And with that, I have a, a mood board of sorts on this next slide of just what are the concepts, right? It is think crusty land, think circus, think feminine clown core, think like a tunnel of love. That's kind of the concept, the idea. It is the feeling that someone who's afraid of clowns, like personal hell, but like bubblegum pink. It is Marina in the Diamonds meets Krusty the Clown. It is just the absolute apex of bubbly pink, like unstable, slightly clownish vibe. That is what we're going for with this. I can't stress enough, though, no other character in the franchise will be referenced. It is just her. We are focusing this on her. This is hashtag herstory. Uh, next slide, please. So what, what, comes, in, what comes down to it? Uh, we're going to break this down by the numbers. There will be nine unique... <laughs> there will be nine unique, equally gross restaurants and food snacks. Eleven rides and attractions to pull in the public. <laughs> I'm so sorry. There will be 11 rides and attractions to pull in the public, which will be fantastic. There will be 1,992 clowns, at least. <laughs> no, no, no. Stay with me here. The reason why those specific numbers, why those metrics come from is because the first appearance of Harley Quinn was on September 11th, 1992. So, I thought it'd be a nice homage to uh, her just history and lore. I also just think it's a really fun idea that, like, you have to, like, there's just clowns everywhere. Instead of, like, little Mickeys hidden around the park, it's not like, and it's not like little clown, like, drawings. It's, like, human beings in clown costumes frolicking around. Um, this will have to be very large on square mileage. I hope you're prepared to invest with that. Um, because we have to let them run free, you know, free range, union, all that shit. Um, yeah, yeah, you have a question. A question. Are we gonna, are we gonna pay all, are we, are we gonna provide equal, like, substantial pay for all 1,992 clowns? Don't be ridiculous. No. Next question. <laughs> I think it's, I think actually the more unethical the clown labor is, the more I think it adds to the experience. <laughs> Will there be at least like cotton candy fields for them to graze in? <laughs> there it's will be. be range. Yeah, there's gonna be cotton candy fields. What is this? <laughs> a fucking a fucking Pixar movie? Please. <laughs> Be realistic. Oh my god. <laughs> Get your head out of the <laughs> sand. 
<laughs> we are going to trough feed them. They're Joker Bush, like any other clown. They, I can't stress enough. These aren't like Jokerified clowns. These are just, <laughs> these are just people. They are people. I mean, it sounds better than anything Disney does. So oh, correct. So true. And then we'll also have a program. We'll also have a program. I mean, like, first we want to get Harley uh, Harleywood up and running, but we'll launch a program that's like an internship where we can get free labor, labor, actually make the people pay for the labor to pretend like it's a school to learn how to Harleywood. <laughs> um, um, the... But you see, Shapeland is actually... <laughs> <laughs> Animal Kingdom. Sorry, that was defunct land spoilers. We need to cut that legally. Legally. Oh my god. I'm so sorry. Anyway, um, I'm sure you have a lot of questions. Kevin Perger, do you want to come on this podcast? You have an invite. Oh my god. Next slide. Yeah, sure. Let's go to the next slide. (laughs) Okay, so... In conclusion, we should bring Harleywood to a city near you. Now, granted, it doesn't need to be a major metro. I'm thinking somewhere like New Hampshire or like Alaska. Um, and so I'm we here at Harleywood Incorporated are asking for a super small itty bitty loan of like I don't know 1.9 billion just for fun. Um, there's not going to be a return on investment, but it's going to be super fun and super cute, and so you should do it. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> on the condi- I, I'm in on the condition that profits go to developing a vaccine, much in the vein of Dolly Parton. Sorry, true. We will. I'm in. You're We're in. Vaccine for clowns. <laughs> clown vax. <laughs> Me and the girls at the club getting the clown vax. It's like to prevent you from becoming a clown. <laughs> And with help for the, we have like a Sarah McLaughlin ass song in the background. With help like you, we can defeat clown. Is it my turn now? Yeah, it's your turn. Okay. So this one's very sweaty. This will, this one will require a lot of group think and group effort more, more so than my, just myself. Um, it's, it's less of an actual pitch and more of a hypothetical. Okay? All right. This is Steven Spielberg. <laughs> it sure is, buddy. <laughs> Does anyone want to describe what they're seeing? It's a One, collage two, three, of Steven four. Spielberg. Seven, eight, nine. 11 pictures. One including George Lucas. Yep. And a tiny Gary Coyne. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is Steven Spielberg. And this is Steven Spielberg's failed restaurant. This was located in Las Vegas. It was called Dive! Exclamation point. And it was a submarine-themed restaurant. 
What do you think they sold here at this submarine-themed restaurant? Classic Americana. If you guess submarine sandwiches, you are correct. (laughs) And this ultimately failed. Unfortunate. Because... Look at this. Would you not want to dine in an establishment themed like the Nautilus from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea? What year was this? This was the 90s. This should have killed in the 90s. Let me let me get the exact dates. Um, but this was also Las Vegas, so... This, because this is making me think of all of those, like, defunct McDonald's that no longer mm-hmm. exist that were super fucking rad. So this was this owned. Is what vibe is. So this was owned by Steven Spielberg and Jeffrey Katzenberg. They went in on this together. <laughs> this this opened um, May eleventh, nineteen ninety four, and closed in, according to Wikipedia, the early two thousands. Poor did not, one out. It did not last a decade. Oh my god. So, my hypothetical is, much like this restaurant gave an auteur in the medium of film a chance to express himself through the medium of themed restaurants, or, in fact, a pair of auteurs, a pair of auteurs who have been working with each other for a long time, and recently brought back their critically acclaimed series that was on hiatus for about four years. Right, so what is the point? That was my point. I forgot to go to this slide. (laughs) So this is a slide that just says, what is the point? What (laughs) is the point? Which, for any of this, what is the point? Nihilism-based. This is Brian K. Vaughn and Fiona Staples. Okay. The team behind Saga. Yeah? What if they had a restaurant? That's my hypothetical. Oh, God. What would they serve? Like, subs at a sub-themed restaurant. Which I love that. I I truly do. That's all I can think of is the drawfy bit where Nathan drew himself in a tub with some subs. So I considered theming this around Saga directly, but who knew that a sci-fi epic wouldn't have a lot of restaurants? (laughs) My first thought was, um, my first thought was theme it around, um, the tree spaceship from Saga, but would you eat, would you eat in a tree spaceship? Yes. Okay. There we go. That is my last presentation. Are you in sharks? But <laughs> only if there's space salad. We can we can provide. <laughs> we can make that happen. So Brian Kevon, Fiona Staples, this is an open invitation for you to get into the restaurant business with me. Oh my god. I love that. I love it. I'm a hundred percent in. Cena? I'm pitching to you, Daily Bagel. It's hip. It's now. It's wow. 
And how? And how? This is just something, a little something me and the guys in the ad department cooked up. <laughs> I'm talking fresh bagels, bagel sandwiches, sold by the Daily Bugle, possibly just by a stand out front of the Daily Bugle offices. Yes. I'm saying, let's go viral marketing and unpaid labor, Jonah. Slay. Buy a bagel. Snap a picture with Spider-Man while you eat it. Post using the hashtag Daily Bagel. Free pictures of Spider-Man for you. And make a little money on the side. Oh my god. I'm talking name sandwiches after Spider-Man's foes. Sinister Six toppings. Craven some cream cheese. Oh. My personal favorite, Doc Locks. Doc. This is Beautiful. a quick one, Sharks. Are you in? Of course I'm in. I've never been more in in my life. Of course, I'm, I'm so in. I guess for uh, everyone at home who isn't, like, if there's a way for you to visual along with this and have the animations... Because truly, these bagels spun in. I've never <laughs> felt more engaged. The bagels spun. They did a little twisty too. Boop. Bang. Ah, oh, that's so good. Ah. Oh. Wow. Yeah, that's a really good concept. This is incredible. We need to call Disney right now. Disney? Can we, can we get Ted Raimi involved in this as... Hawk can we call him in? Can we can we get Ted Raimi? He's on the line. Uh, this slide specifically was I <laughs> watched that clip several times of Hoffman doing the Daily Bugle. It's hip. It's now. It's wow and how. Uh, just so I could get what the little words on the side were, which is the bugle blows. Call now. Amazing. Awesome. Your horn. Spend fifty cents. Get a quarter rebate. This is incredible. Oh, that's so good. Amazing. Lainey, would you like me to send to would you like to send me your last presentation as well? I would love to. This one is near and dear to my heart. Okay. Um oh, hold on. I'm just screenshotting the tweet about Steven Spielberg. Please do. I'm having a I'm having a heart attack about that one. I saw the title. Yeah, the title's pretty hey. solid. Good title. Thank you. This is a pitch. I don't even think, I think I'm really taking King Shark being present into account. And I'm really asking him to pull, Shark Cuban to pull some strings for me here today. Make this little marionette's heart's heart just soar. Help me out here. This presentation is called Your Next A-List Villain. It's an incredibly serious presentation by Lady Annis. That's me. Please continue. Who's really fighting Batman? This is the question we've been asking for so long. There are just, you know, all sorts of people who are throughout history and lore that for decades they've just been getting away. Getting people, he's been getting away with what he wants. He's been winning. So, you know, to get the rogues, to give them that competitive edge they're looking for, we need to bring in some fresh blood. Please advance to the next one. There's some people we can immediately... Some other options. Let's let's talk about some other options. Count Vertigo. 
right? Not necessarily a part of what we would consider the rogue gallery of Batman, but could be a contender. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a really easy fix. You have a migraine, take an Advil. Like, I don't... (laughs) What's that? Bat Advil. Batville, yes, thank it's you. It's on his belt. Exactly. So, like, Count Vertigo, like, kind of pathetic and nothing. Next, please. Clue Master. It's, what does he do that the Riddler doesn't? He's a father, is he? Gives a kind of compelling angle to Stephanie, but, like, nothing more beyond that. Just an irritating character as a whole. Doesn't do much for me. KG Beast. <laughs> I was trying really hard to think of like a reason why he wouldn't flow well. He's just too hot. And we already have a hot commie, and that's Poison Ivy. So we don't have room for multiple in this building. So another option, um, Ratcatcher. Cena, I'd like you to (laughs) chime in here on why Ratcatcher would not be a very good um, Batman antagonist in the rogues. Now, for those listening along at home, uh, Cena loves a rat. Ratcatcher did nothing wrong. <laughs> Ratcatcher's just a guy with some rats. He sure is. He's just a rat guy. And, like, I mean, that's There's a dime a dozen. That. There's nothing wrong with that. I did give him a one star rating just because he looks a little like he's just a guy. He is really just a guy. What's he wearing? Uh, Like suspenders, maybe. Maybe like a little suit. He's got a little buzz cut and gas mask. Uh, I will say I do think uh, waiters, like, wading through sewage. Like, those look like rubber waiters. You're so right, yeah. He's in the sewers. Your chest when you wear them, yeah. Cool. What can he do that Killer Croc can't? I don't like where. <laughs> what is going on here? He's in the sewers. Next question. So that brings you to our hero, the Condiment King, who is <laughs> uh, goaded with the sauce. He is one hundred percent successful. One hundred ninety-nine percent smash and puss. Zero percent failure. He has sauces on his belt so it's kind of like batman you know one to one he has his belt of shit he has his belt of shit and they can kind of compete with one another with belts and guns maybe i i just think you know i think people aren't giving him enough chance because he in some versions is a comedian he is a quote-unquote joke character i don't know how joke character that is you know harley was a joke character the condiment king could be the king of gotham Okay, he's got so much untapped potential. Please, uh, the next slide when you can. So, like I said, so th- th- he's better than just the bit. He is, in some versions, a stand-up comment made by the Joker or by Matt Hatter, depending on it. And also, Robin says in, I believe it's a Tim Drake uh, comment, he says that he could be j- dangerous. He's just too silly, and I think. That is the most dangerous there is because you are never expecting some guy with ketchup and mustard. But wait, is that hot sauce? Oh my God, is that acid? Like, there's a lot of potential here. What would you do? What would you do if you were getting a hot dog and suddenly you put some shit on it and it's poison because it was Condiment King? 
What's a what is a godless land without condiments? He could create anarchy. Can, Furthermore, can we talk about his henchmen for a second? Yeah, salt and pepper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't to be confused with salt in Peppa, as in the '90s group. However, however, it could if we want. You know, he's got some, say, he's got moxie. Look like they could like throw some sick beats down. They really could, and with Condiment King, well. he's wearing underwear, whitey tidies. No one would expect a thing. He deserves to be in the rogue gallery, goddammit. So this is the first time I'm realizing this. Is his, like, his cowl slash hood a pickle? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He understands economists. So we need to get this man in the gallery. Please, he is so pathetic. Amazing. Here's the thing. I am fully on this. Do you realize how easily you could control white people by bringing in a little flavor? It's got, they've got a point. They've got a good point. Like, it's Let literally a blank canvas. <laughs> it is a blank canvas of no flavor. He comes in and is like, I've got all the flavor you need. Yeah. Get them on his side. Once they're Ooh. eating his condiments... He can Done. go crazy. He can throw all the poison in them he wants. Yeah. <laughs> what are they gonna do? He's gonna have pink sauce and shit. Like, he's 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 goaded with the sauce. Oh, he's got pink sauce? Oh no. He's literally a quirked up white boy goaded with the sauce, okay? I truly think he deserves a chance. You know, if, if, if fucking, if fucking Calendar Man gets to be in more gimmicks than Condiment Man, you know, that's that's fucked up. Yeah. I I 100% support this. Thank you. I appreciate your... I feel like the only thing we haven't approved of was the god-awful monstrosity <laughs> of the Charlie Brown burger. They just kept going uphill. We they kept, just kept going uphill. We kept succeeding. <laughs> god. All right. One moment. All right. I think that's it. I I think we did it. Are we done? I think we're done. Is this it? Did we do it? Dude, did we fix capitalism? Three restaurants, three furious? Did we just... Did we just complete a trilogy? Oh my god. This is just like what Peter Jackson felt. <laughs> Sam, completing a trilogy is more than James Cameron can say. So, good point. Get his ass. Get him. <laughs> good point. We beat him. We got. We this did it before him. We got this trilogy out and completed before Avatar three. <laughs> three Avatar, if you will. I will. <laughs> Well, I have a three. No. <laughs> Cena, Lena, thank you for being here. Thank you for these. We will see you both back on the podcast sometime this year. Hopefully. So true. Thank you all for listening. Um, you can follow us on all on all social media platforms. New episodes every other week. 
And remember, you want to know how I earned all my money? I sued the city because I was accidentally sewed into the pants of the big Charlie Brown at the Thanksgiving Day Parade. To this day, I hate bald boys. Every time I see one, I think I'm back in the pants. Goodbye, everybody. Recommended Reading with Jackson Heyman's theme music was written by Charlotte Rosenthal. Recommended Reading with Jackson Heyman is produced by Mythonomica Productions. Thank you for listening.